EA thinks Steam sales cheapen intellectual property. Nintendo's stocks drops again. And these E3 press conferences aren't really representing us. All that, plus more, on today's MASHCAST. Another edition of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I'm Jarrett, and I'm here with senior editor Rob Hill Williams. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, here with uh, podcast host and contributor Nick Zellenkevich. Hey, what's up, everybody? And also here with podcast host and contributor Mikey Kenny. Yo. And uh, this is Mashcast number 54 during E3 week. Um, we actually already did two special editions on the E3. But we still have more E3 stuff to kind of talk about, somewhat, I guess. Sort of. Not so much specific game things. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. Uh, Rob, what you been playing? Uh, Been playing Super Mario Combat. I'm firmly obsessed at this point. Uh, um, Also played The Walking Dead Episode 1, which is really good so far. Um, Still kind of early, I guess, in it. I don't know. It's hard to tell. But uh, it's an interesting game. It's got a... It's got a lot of good tension, not just from zombies and stuff, but with everything that goes on. Uh, um, I guess it kind of makes up for Telltale's like Jurassic Park mishap, flop, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, God, what else have I been playing? Uh, I play, I've been playing Tales of Vesperia, which is very good. Uh, great example of, I don't know, things that Japanese devs need to be doing. <laughs> good games like that. And that's really been about it. It's been a slow, slow week as far as games go. Watching E3 has been sort of like a game in and of itself. So, there you go. Okay. Uh, Nick, what about you? I also have been playing the watching E3 game, but uh, not pretty much just Diablo 3. And Mikey, what about you? Uh, the watching E3 game and... <laughs> Uh, it is not an actual game, people. <laughs> it was know, a they're speech. trying to fatten up their lists. Like, I, oh. I got the achievement okay, for so all five Okay, a whole shows. solid two hours of League of Legends. That's that's all I got this week. There we go. See, that's a game. Yeah. You know, I, I, I got a feel, though. After last week, your, what, 54-hour Diablo session, I kind of feel better that you, 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 you toned it down a bit. I feel moderation might be the key. Oh, just just wait. You just wait till next week when I'd be like, yeah, I play like 30 hours of Blaze Blue, 20 hours of Diablo 3. Nah, whatever. I wish I could play that much. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I actually haven't had a chance to play a lot of stuff, but I was have been playing Max Payne 3 on PC. Absolutely incredible. Uh, it looks it looks good. It's, it moves at 60 frames per second, so that's pretty awesome. Um. Also about that, like, just the, the the control differences between the console and the PC version. Like, I'm I'm playing on PC on hard, 
and I've died less than I did on console normal. Because it's just so much easier to control Max. It really feels like it's a uh, just a better way to play. In my yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's very much shooter-centric, so even being third-person, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say, I don't think so. Well, and another thing about like playing it on hard is that uh, it really feels like hard is the way they want you to play, because the whole the game is really supposed to be about you know picking up weapons, unloading the weapons, and then like picking up new weapons. And I've had to do that so much more and hard than you know, um, you know, than on normal because in normal you just you don't it really doesn't take that much ammo to like kill somebody. Well, even it still doesn't take. If you shoot somebody in the head, they're still gonna die on the first shot. But the the enemies they move around more. Um, they use cover better, so you wind up you know wasting more bullets and running out of ammo. So like you know I'm, I'm using like dual Uzis. I'm out of ammo, so I toss them, roll over the next gun, and I you know start shooting up you know shooting those guys up after that. So, but um yeah, it is uh it's it's actually more fun to play on hard. More difficult, but more fun. Is uh, hard the hardest mode or is there like an insane or no there's or hardcore two di- there's two more difficulty modes after that but you have to beat the game on hard to unlock the other two difficulties makes sense mm. yeah so uh because on hard you take more damage like three shots and you're dead pretty much unless it's a headshot it'll give you one headshot and if you get shot immediately after that you're dead um or you can get one headshot and if you rest you can probably do like uh possibly one more shot but it gives you a little time um and on top of that your your bullet time is uh go it, it go it drains faster so you have to be much more efficient while you use bullet time Is he able to take more headshots when he has hair versus when he shaves it no that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> he's got that bulletproof hair yeah <laughs> that's how he got Gosh. through the first few games yeah exactly yeah uh, but other than that, I've been playing Inversion, which came out without a peep, not a commercial. Dude, seriously, ad. I forgot it was coming out. Like it kept getting pushed back and moved around, and then like I didn't even know it came out. I didn't even see any reviews for it, dude. I like I really didn't. I think it fell off people's radar. Like it was kind of like, oh, it's kind of an interesting idea, and then they just stopped promoting it. Like they yeah. literally stopped promoting it. I can tell you why. <laughs> um. I'm about, to get in. Well. <laughs> I'm about to get into it. So basically, uh, first of all, what I think they did, is I, since there's no reviews out there, I think they gave all the review copies out on release day, because that's when we got it. That happens from time to time, where you, nobody will get a, a, review, a review copy until release day. But um, basically, if imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, Oh, here we go. Epic should be glowing right now. They really should. Because this game took so many cues from Gears of War, it's not even funny. Um, also, they pretty much they, they hijacked Mass Effect 3's uh, menu. Like the font and everything. It's from, not Mass Effect 3, but from the Mass Effect series. Same font, same way you select stuff. Like It, it kind of looks the same. Um... As as Mass Effect, their menu system, but I, I you know, I'm not gonna talk about that too much. Uh, but the game itself, like, okay, just to show how how uh, close it is to Gears, some of these enemies that you fight, actually, they kind of look like they um they 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 were pulled like their their armor looks like it was pulled straight out of Gears, except they're not locusts; they're more human like. But some of the armor you see is like straight up out of like you know that heavy 
do you know um you know i'm gonna crush some skulls you know bro style armor okay from gears basically it looks like armor that you would see with the unreal engine exactly actually i think it is unreal engine I think it is Unreal uh, Engine. Well, there you go. See? But it's yeah, not. It, it it's not just look, it looks like armor. Even try. <laughs> it's like it's like so. It's like half the armor looks like gears, and the other half looks like Bulletstorm. Some of these like so. So more epic on top of more epic games. Yeah, Got it. basically, <laughs> basically, yeah, like some of the some of the the people that you see, like they look like they just look like the gangs that you found in uh, Bulletstorm. They do. So there's that. Um, the real kicker are these things called terraformers, right? So they're probably trying to figure out, well, the locusts come from underground. Oh, how God. can we how can we do the same thing? You know? Basically the terraformers drill from underground. And when they open, the enemies pop out. So that's yep. how that works. Um, that's... Holes. Hmm. So that's that's another thing. Um now that you can close up the terraformers. Any idea how you close it up? Throw a grenade in it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that is how that so, um, works. So, is this like a Gears expansion pack or something, or is this like a Gears another story? You have no. Wanted to be. You have no choice but to compare it to Gears. They even have like, I don't know. I can't. remember. Do they have a horde mode? I don't know. I didn't step into any of the multiplayer stuff yet. I don't know mm. if it's if it was in Gears too. I can't remember. But the retro Lancer. The one that doesn't have a chainsaw, it just has a like a bayonet on the end of it. That was Gears Three, but yeah, uh, yeah, that was only about. Gears Three, right? Yeah, that's in there too. <laughs> like that, that so the, you the charge main... in and you shank somebody up, and yep, the main assault rifle has a bayonet <laughs> on it, a big blade on it. So though, and it's a, it's a, it's a it's a cover based shooter. That's what it is. You take cover, you pop up when you want to shoot somebody. That about covers it. Um, the only differences, not to say the only differences, but some of the main differences are uh, one, you do have a weapon that'll allow you to control gravity, and you can either make things like make things low gravity, so it hits an area, and everything that area is low gravity. So if you have an enemy that's sitting behind some cover, you hit the cover, and now it's low grav, and he flies in the air. And there's a couple of minutes, not sorry, not a couple of minutes, but a couple of seconds, he'll be disoriented. But then he could actually float around to up to some of the things that are floating and try to use them as cover. Because, you know, tons of stuff will, will start floating if that's the case. You can also make gravity heavy. So if you have people that are floating or if you just have people there use the, the opposite gravity, it'll pull them down to the ground, which you can use them as like a uh, use as a distraction if you wanted to or to pull something heavy down on a group of people. Um, the cover is for the most part, like, it crumbles around you. Like, if you just stay behind one piece of cover, you'll have no cover by, like, if you just sit there. Because they're going to keep shooting it, and it'll crumble, or, you know, crumble around you, so you have to constantly move. Um, funny thing is, though, right, I'm fighting in an apartment building, and I am ripping through walls. Like, I'm, like, tearing down walls, like, with the, you know, by shooting through, through them, because I can see the enemies are going through there. And they're shooting at me, and I've sat behind, like, you know, concrete dividers and stuff like that. And it's tearing it apart. I sit behind the couch, nothing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> the, couch, the couch isn't getting torn apart at all. Uh, so, yeah, that's a folly. Actually, another folly I had was when I meleeed somebody. So I meleeed this guy. And it totally hit him, but it had no effect. And he just looked at me after I meleeed him. I'm like, bitch, what you doing? Like, so, so, oh, he, didn't even, he didn't even attack me. He just, he just looked at me. 
and that made hit and hit the melee button again, and it finally worked. So that was another folly. Also, if you stay in cover for too long, they will flush you out. Like they oh, that's use good. grenades liberally there. That's I guess I, I guess they have unending supply coming out of the fucking terraformer. Oh well, <laughs> so. okay. If it's unending supply, but I figure you know, well, that's actually smart of the AI to try to flush you out of your cover if you sit in it too long. Yeah, they'll but. do. Like if you're moving around, they won't necessarily throw grenades. But if you're sitting behind cover, they'll toss a grenade at your feet to try to flush you out. So. Oh, well, that's I figure that's smart. But I mean, if it's like unending, then we have a problem. Well, yeah, I mean, I was there was one fight that actually took a pretty long time, and it felt like they were just not running out of grenades. But um, it's not, and it, it's not a bad game. Trust me, it's not a bad game. Um, at no point have I felt like, oh, this game fucking sucks. Like in the beginning, there were a lot of cutscenes that broke up the action. I didn't really like that, but. I mean, I, mean, I, I it's not a bad game. It's just nothing really unique about it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily worth 60 bucks if that's what it costs, you know, to get, you know, kind of like a, a, a Gears game. It, thinks, I mean, it does have a more interesting part, especially, like, an area where gravity's flipping or uh, there are there are parts where you're fighting on different gravity planes. Like, you might be on the side of a building and the enemy might be on the ground, but then you have another enemy, like, you know, a little bit down the road that's also on the side of a building, but facing, like, in a, in a different gravity plane than you, so it makes things interesting when you're fighting at those angles. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's, 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 it's a decent game. I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's worth 60 bucks, but I haven't, I, I, I got to chapter 5, and I'm just, I'm not sure how long it's going to last, but we'll see. We'll see what and you happens. haven't tried multiplayer yet? Haven't actually. I loaded up multiplayer, and there was only one guy there. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. everyone else is playing Gears, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was one guy there, and I'm like, you know, this really isn't gonna work out, so I bounced. Um, well, I might Who's try it again. By? Uh, Namco. Really? Yep, Namco. Like U.S. Namco or like? No, actually, the developer is Saber Interactive. That's Don't they make the printers? There. <laughs> <laughs> Saber Interactive is the developer, but your Namco's the publisher. Sorry, I don't know. I, I'll talk a little bit more about it a lot next week because I've, I've have I'll well, should have beat it by then, and then we'll I'll give the the yay or nay, and my review should be out by then as well. So, but uh, yeah, it's gonna wrap that portion up. So let's start talking about stuff. Um, first thing we have up is uh. Team Ninja. No, it's not really news from Team Ninja, uh, but a statement from uh, what was that Yosuke Hayashi? Yosuke Hayashi, uh, basically talking about I guess the flop that Ninja Gaiden Three was because that just didn't re- I didn't really do well at all. And he says that the studio is uh, in a desperate state and they they need to return to making. Uh, culturally Japanese titles rather than Western blockbusters, which I really couldn't agree more. <laughs> is, he, is he is he talking about just his studio, or is he talking about, like, Japanese, Japanese studios Japanese. overall? Japanese studios overall. Yeah, he's talking about Japanese studios overall, but basically he was saying that, like, for, in their case as well, like, Ninja Gaiden 3 flops, so, like, everyone is kind of, like, in the same place, basically, where they need to pick things back up. Like it's if everything's kind of falling down a lot, and he thinks it's especially with like Ninja Gaiden, it's like trying to westernize like Eastern game development, 
you know, trying to make a Western version of a game and it ends up being like a Japanese hamburger, you know, what's the point? Sort of, I guess was an example. See, I haven't had a Japanese hamburger before, but I've had a Chinese hamburger and I could totally see where he's coming from. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something. I thought you were gonna go on like some weird tangent. Like it was great. <laughs> no, but out. like, Jeez. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I totally understand where some come because it's not the same thing. Right? Why would you bother to do that when you know it's like we should make Japanese food, not a Japanese hamburger? You know? Exactly. And I thought you know I was like I really wish that more studios had this mentality because it's like I mean how long? I mean like how long? did you know japanese games coming to the u.s do well i mean actually at the time where video games were getting popular you know back in the late 90s when that you know i would say that they, that that video games really started to come started to come into the mainstream a lot of games were japanese or were japanese ports that came in bad voice acting and all and they are some of the the best games that we've played you know yeah so i uh, agree Ah, I just say they it started to change. I, well, I would say, I, I would say that really started to change this generation with the Xbox 360, PS3, uh, you know, stuff like that. Because it's like, you know, that's one mainstream boom we had back in the late 90s. But with the 360 and Call of Duty, <laughs> once again affecting things, you know, th- these video games became extremely mainstream, and that's when we stood. Started seeing less and less, you know, good titles from Japanese devs, and you know, more Japanese devs trying to uh, westernize their product, pretty much. Yeah. Make a Japanese hamburger. Go ahead. Isn't this effectively though, sort of justifying Phil Fish's what Japanese suck from uh, the GDC a few months ago? Well, see, the thing about that is that nobody disagreed with the idea that it, that the West that Eastern game development is not very good right now. Like nobody disagreed with the idea. It's just how he said it. Yeah, it's the, the way he delivered that problem. news. Yeah. That yeah. was the story. I mean, um, go ahead. No, yeah, good. It's just no, like like also, no one disagreed with it. It's just like lately, I think they were like, "Well, our east our Eastern development isn't working. Why don't we try to do some Western ad stuff?" Well, that isn't working. Now what? Well, what they probably should just do is go back to doing what they know they can do is make a great Japanese game and then just try to improve on it and try to make its way to, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is they need to craft the Japanese level of game that they can make and put it on par with, like, a Western developer's best Western game. Does that makes sense? I think the problem is, and, and, and it's weird because I can't blame, like, them for doing what they've done because... All I've heard up until it really got bad was that like, well, well, Japanese games need to be more Western because like that's where it's at right now, you know, because they're the popular ones. So they tried to be more Western and people were like, like yeah, why is it so Western? Like, where's all the weird Japanese stuff? You know, like it's like they really couldn't they, they really couldn't win in a way. So I, I understand, like, I guess the impasse they found themselves in. But I mean, like, yeah, they. I think to say like, oh well, they should just make a Japanese game and and make it Japanese like, is almost like they, it's not that simple in a sense. But uh, I mean, they'll find their way. I mean, like they've they've there's still stuff that's happening out there, like Lollipop Chainsaw, Bayonetta, stuff like that. That's that's got it is very Japanese, and I think they'll find their way as long as they just ignore the ignore the talk, ignore what everybody else is saying about anything that they do in a way. Yeah, I'm pretty, just gonna go on. Pretty- 
Yeah. Yeah, I think the same thing. As long as they, they kind of need to go back to their roots and do what Jap, you know, what made Japanese games popular, and they should get back on their feet, hopefully. So, cause I miss those titles, but we'll see what happens with that. Moving on to our next topic, though. Again, uh, have uh, somebody from EA actually uh, in this particular instance is David Demartini. Uh, he is the, uh, I guess you could say, EA's origin boss. Uh, you know, talking about origin, and there's a whole article here that we're really not going to get into. The primary thing I want to talk about from this article is the fact that he says that, uh, you know, deep discounting, or specifically Steam, uh, devalues or cheapens intellectual property. He's saying that, you know, the uh, deep discounting of games devalues the actual game. Uh... And he made a comparison um, he made a comparison, and he says they're not trying to be Target, they're trying to be Nordstrom. And I'm like, oh, that's just like real life, I don't shop at Nordstrom. <laughs> Very few gamers exactly. shop at <laughs> Exactly. Like, while Target gets my money, Nordstrom hasn't seen a dime from me. It's just the way it is with EA, with like Steam and Origin right now. I don't even have Origin installed on my PC. But hey. If you don't want my money, that's okay. And it's not like I only buy during the deep discounts. Actually, I buy a lot. I buy a lot of games on Steam at normal price. Mm-hmm. But deep, I mean, the deep discounting moves units, you know. And it's not like a, it's not like a physical product where you need to make a profit margin on it. It's it, it, that doesn't apply here. Like when they when Microsoft sells an Xbox 360. They need to make a certain profit on that Xbox 360 in order to actually, you know, you know, generate generate profit. But when you come it comes to like a you know a digitally distrib- uh, distributed game, there's no margins to meet. Whether somebody pays sixty dollars for that game or thirty dollars for that game, you just made sixty or thirty dollars. You know, but um, one thing that he says they're gonna do is. Uh, he says they're not they're gonna have sales and things like that. He says, but don't expect seventy five percent off. They are. He said they they have something in mind that he can't talk about right now. That's you know gonna take the place of that seventy five percent off. And I'm just like, what could you possibly do to make me want to buy a game on Origin over Steam when it's not a big discount? What is he gonna say? Oh. He, this game for 24% off now or you pre-ordered you get like you know 10 20% off and you get all the free DLC you know like are you gonna do something like that I got news for you I mean I just the other day um which I think yeah just Friday uh I purchased Saints Row the third which the normal price is still $15 oh sorry $50 the normal price is $50 the DLC season pass costs $20 Okay, so that's 70 bucks. I bought that game on Steam for a total of $20. I bought the, the game itself for 15 bucks, or actually it was 14 some change, and then the DLC was another $5. Wow. Because it was on sale. So I got the whole thing for 20 bucks. You know? Very, very nice. Yeah, seriously. So they just made, you know, that money off of me. And like, granted, it's not 70 bucks, but it's just money that. It's money that they wouldn't have had either way because I wasn't going to buy the game plus the season pass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but when they made it affordable like that, I'm like, okay, let's jump on. I'm, I don't know. It's just, 
I don't see how he can say that cheapening the price lessens the intellectual property. Because if anything, I, what I would think is like it would make it better because you're putting it in the hands of more people. I I can see what he's saying because it's all it's weird because it's a weird version of the argument that we've we've made in the past or that you hear made that like having iOS games, you know, what Awada said about like mobile games, making all of your games 99 cent and teaching people that 99 cents is it. That's all you should pay for a game like cheapens games overall. And it's kind of that same argument, but I don't see it in practice because I've never heard anything but good things about uh, what happens when a Steam sale goes on, especially from indie devs, especially from indie devs. Um, they spend a lot of time on that in the interview, but we're not talking about that. But like indie devs, especially, have always, I, I've, anytime I've seen like blog posts, things like that from indie devs, they're like, yeah, our Steam sales, like our sales not only like jump 75%, you know, off of Steam, but like we've seen it jump off like just through regular buying because of the sale because you know people i guess you know people mention it and people go out and just go get the game itself you know they don't necessarily you know they don't even go and get it on sale for whatever reason i don't know why but i think you have to look at actual numbers to be able to say like oh it devalues you know it, it lessens the intellectual property of a game and it's like no, if you look at the numbers and the numbers always go up or the numbers, uh, you know, always do a positive thing, uh, you know, before, you know, before sale, there at a certain point you have a sale, they go up because of the sale and then they stay up afterwards. Like nobody's lost anything there. Yeah. You know, I, you're making the assumption that every single person wants to buy that $60 game and they want to pay $60 for it as soon as it comes out. Like if you're going to go from that standpoint, then yeah, sure, you're you're cheapening the game because, but that's not how it actually works. Like we've all already said, like, you know, I wasn't going to buy that game anyway, so you never had my money. But now that you've made it thirty bucks or twenty five bucks or whatever, yeah, you've gotten you the money. money you wouldn't have had. But you're operating under the assumption that I wanted that game at sixty bucks, and you're fucking wrong. <laughs> I think the, the the big difference between like the iOS games and this is the fact that like nine when Awada was talking about that, I think he was talking about ninety nine cents being the standard. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. that's what I mean. It's like a weird version of that argument. Like Awada made like an actual point, and whereas he's trying to like subvert that sort of idea and make it something that it's not. Running a, you know, like how is running a sale on something like just completely ruining the value of something? And they don't always do it. It's not something that happens after the first week. You're not teaching people that you need to wait, and then that, and then wait that wait three weeks and you can get it on sale for fifty yeah, percent off. No, nobody's they, being taught that. No, but they do it often enough that it's not an uncommon practice to say, oh, you know, I'll just wait till it's on sale. I mean, I'm not saying I'll know how long I'll be waiting, but if I want to wait for something to be, I don't know, maybe like a, you know, $10, you know, off a $20 game or, you know, a $5 game, I'm sure it'll hit that price point, you know, in, in, in the near, maybe what, in six months of coming out? I don't know. But that says two things. Like, like that says right. two things. When somebody won't buy your game at full price, they should be looking at it in two ways. Either A, they didn't think it was worth it at full price. And that's that's kind of their problem. That's the developer's problem. If somebody doesn't think your game is actually worth it, that means they're not going to pay for it anyway. Or B, they don't have the money to pay for it full price. You know? Yeah. They don't have the money to pay for it full price, which means you didn't have the money with it e- anyway. So either way, you didn't have that money. That's not necessarily, um, you know, oh, you're losing money because now they bought it at a cheaper price. They weren't going to pay for it anyway. So either in, in case A... 
it came down to a price that they thought it was worth it, or B, it came down to a price they could actually afford. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what. That's why I think like the idea that like, oh well, I'll just wait for it to be on sale. Like, I don't think that that's a problem because if you're willing for, to wait for it to be on sale, like if you're willing to wait six months for something to be on sale, how badly did you want to pay it? How many? Would there be a time where you could get Diablo three on sale? Yeah, there probably will be. It won't be for a while. But how many people went out and got that game anyway? Because even with all the issues, even with the DRM, even with everything that like went out and got that game because. They wanted to play it like if the drive is enough you'll you'll get that game but if you're yeah. willing to wait and and you don't even you're not even really concerned about waiting six months then that says a lot about you know how much you actually wanted that game in the first place that's why well, i don't think it, that's why i don't think it cheapens anything i guess there's that and there's the fact that well I, this kind of still falls into your argument but like take the christmas holiday game rush where every freaking game on the face of the planet comes out no one has enough time to play all of those at least fully. So, like, I'm, I keep missing it, but I didn't buy Deus Ex because there's other stuff I wanted to play and beat. So, I keep missing the Deus Ex sales, but I'm just, I was like, I was already like, well, I've got all these other games to play. Sorry, Deus Ex. I really want to play you, but I'll, I'll have to wait. Right. So, you had other games in priority, like, that took priority over that one. Yeah, pretty much. So, it still falls under the hole that I didn't want to play such and such because I didn't want to because it was probably lower quality or how I felt about the game was lower than how I about the other games and the average oh sorry go ahead Rob I was gonna say and and this is purely anecdotal but um on the reverse side of that I own Deus Ex for PS3 um I never like really I I played it some and never really like got that far in it Steam sale popped up for that I bought that game like right off the bat like because like I knew that I would play it more on PC. They just got me to buy like to pay for the game twice. I paid sixty dollars for it when it was on PS3, and I paid another fifteen dollars to get it on sale on Steam. You know, like you're you're not like as long as the game like it really depends on the situation. But you're not cheapening the game. Like you really aren't. So I don't know. It, seriously, I mean, it definitely doesn't cheapen it. Like for example, uh, like Rob, you uh, you bought. Uh, oh, sorry, I I, I bought. Um, fucking Ghost Recon on for for console and I bought it again on PC so they got me to pay for it twice for reals <laughs> because yeah, I, paid full price. Price. I paid for it full price twice you know what I'm saying so that definitely doesn't show a uh it's not a trademark of you know steam devaluing games you know yeah and they're not the only one that did it. I mean like Amazon runs sales on games all the time like everybody runs sales like you don't say that you know when Target runs a sale that they're devaluing and towels or something i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know i mean it's silly but you also got to keep in mind it's a guy from origin talking about steam that's what he's going to say yeah Yeah, because it's different than the way they do things they should know it just looks bad when you when you're talking bad about a competitor it's like just don't do it just they they need to focus on making people actually want to use origin yep that's what they need to do so you hear that dude do that shit (laughs) <laughs> make, make people want to use Origin, David. Have have fun with that. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> moving on to our next topic. Poor, poor THQ. Uh, we're going to talk about them a little bit. The heyday is over of THQ. So um, during uh, the, e- the EA press conference, everybody could hear THQ's heart, heart just breaking uh, with uh, 
UFC and EA announcing their partnership, which the UFC had a partnership with THQ uh, beforehand. And um, with that, the same day that THQ or that that partnership was um, was announced between THQ and EA, THQ closed the studio that made the UFC games, which was THQ San Diego. So closed it real quiet. Closed it real quiet. Tried to bury it. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna say they tried to bury it under the news. That's what it seemed like. They tried to bury it under the, you know, under all the noise that E3 was making. But you know, of course, people found out, and uh, the uh, the president or the new president, John Rubin, or sorry, Jason Rubin uh, of uh, THQ, he said that you know it's just a conspiracy theory that we were trying to bury it in the news in E3. And that's kind of, you know, it's, you know, kind of where you left that. Um, he says, you know, it's always painful to close the studio. You know, he went through the whole talk and jive about how they had no choice, blah, blah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that, oh, yeah, you could have totally saved those jobs because, you know, hey, it's a business decision if they, if they can't really afford to keep that studio open. We all know THQ is, they have their woes right now. Right. So, you know, if they can't afford to keep it open, they can't afford to keep it open. Business is business, but... <laughs> It does look a little suspicious <laughs> with you. Yeah, it's it, like he's he tried to say like, oh, well, you know, for EA to come out on stage and that partnership that, you know, that they signed that deal at E3 makes a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense for us to to close it at E3, you know, to close it at E3. And I'm like, actually, it makes fucking perfect sense because the news came out almost the exact same time, even though somebody tried to bury it. You know, like, I'm going to say, like, I think they tried to, I think that, I don't think that they necessarily thought that, like, they would have not been remiss if no one noticed. I I will say that. They, I'm not going to say that they went out of their way to make sure that nobody heard about it, but I will say that, that, that they would not have been hurt and it was definitely timed so that that nobody noticed all the, all much the better. You know, it doesn't make you look bad for your stockholders and all that, you know, like you're already in financial dire straits financially. Um, and I think it's also telling that they, it wasn't like they restructured. They didn't shuffle those people to a different studio. Like they closed that studio. Those people are gone. Like, so I, I do think that there is a, a pre, uh, not a precedent, but like a, a good reason to want that buried, to want to, to want people to just miss that news and all the hype of E3, like during all the press conferences and everything going on. It didn't happen on day three when all the press conferences are over happened. Yep during like around the EA's press conference. Well, yeah, but given that this seems to be like directly related to the EA signing announcement, I mean, wouldn't it have been a little bit odd if they had laid these people off before E3 because then we would have been like, oh, well, you know, what's happening if this is the studio that develops the UFC games, what what what's happening here? I I, I almost wonder if they weren't doing EA a favor by sort of not doing this sooner so that ea's announcement could be more surprising it almost feels like oh now now ea and ufc made that announcement now we can lay everybody off and it's sort of you know that the procedure is complete as it were well ea did say that like they 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 said that basically like the inca just dried on it when they made the announcement at e3 i mean like they had to have known beforehand otherwise like they even have that section but i'm sure that the deal's probably made like within a couple days of it so i think that there was time to have closed that studio or but the fact that you are just so certain you know even if the deal was relatively fresh that you're just gonna like you're not even gonna assess your options with that studio and they're just done i don't 
I wonder if they didn't know that this was a likely possibility and they were just waiting for, you know, Dana White to shake, uh, you know, shake hands with EA to sort of, you know, confirm what they needed to do. Yeah, it just seems odd that like in the middle of E3 that like you make that decision right then that you don't see maybe like if there's anything else like I mean like he made the whole talk like oh we tried to see what else could be done and we helped these people as much as anybody could blah blah well, actually, blah but actually actually yeah. by letting by letting them off the first day of E3 and they're all in San Diego they could just shoot down to LA and start looking for jobs right at the conference. <laughs> <laughs> oh my maybe you were right. Maybe you're right on that. Mm. Nick the Vigilant. Look at you. <laughs> oh, come on. Look at well Ruben. Well He's such a good-looking guy right there. I gotta support him. <laughs> he does oh. look a little young, but whatever. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so either way, whether THQ, whether or not they tried to hide it, that studio's gone. UFC is no longer with THQ. And now life moves on. But, uh, moving from that to our next topic, um, going to discuss a little bit about Star Wars 1313. Not a whole lot about the game itself, because, I mean, to be honest with you, from the demo I saw, I didn't see anything that made me, you know, in terms of gameplay, I made me go, oh, wow, that's that's going to be really cool. Uh, yeah. But Star Wars 1313 is supposedly supposed to be like a more gritty Star Wars. So they said it's a more adult Star Wars. I'm just like, why? Like, why do you want a, like a uber gritty Star Wars? It, to me, it looks like it fits in the same realm as Unleashed does, as far as, like, I don't know how the world is, like, that it is very much like a real like a real version of Star Wars, not the, you know, the Lucas, the Lucas ideal of what Star Wars is. It's more kind of like what all the fans would like for Star Wars to be, in a sense. I guess so. Like, I mean, I didn't see anything, like, in terms of gameplay, like I guess I didn't see anything that made me really... It really stick out. However, oh, what's up, Nick? I was gonna say they didn't really show any gameplay. I really, I really want to see the bounty hunter gameplay, and I, I got none of that. I got more of a bounty hunter vibe from from the Watch Dogs trailer. <laughs> so I'm I'm very I'm, I was... I'm really waiting to be excited about this game, and I I'm like clenching my teeth because I got nothing. Well, the thing that, that I think that, that that was really the thing to point out about the game is how it looked. It's definitely a next-gen game. Like, there's no way current consoles can support the, the, the level of visuals that the game has. There's no way. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen, like, the Zombie U. That's the thing I always think of. Like, everybody's seen, like, the Zombie U, like, the CG videos that they've been showing. Their, mm-hmm. their CG videos. It kind of looks like that, but it's actually the gameplay <laughs> in, terms of how, in terms of how smooth the characters look. You know, how smooth the characters look, how smooth the textures are. Obviously, a very high polygon count to get that smooth, to, to make it look like it's, you know, it's CG, but it's it's really the game. And then, like, you know, in some of the parts they showed, like, you know, just the backgrounds or, you know, the, the environments themselves, very, very impressive. I think there was one part where they, they jumped out of something onto, like, a ship. Yep. And like with the air, how, like how the air was moving, like how you could see the, the clouds moving in, like through the city, I thought that was like pretty cool. No, I, I just the, the the game was like we're gonna actually we're gonna try to include the uh, the gameplay video. I found I, I found out that question marks in our RSS feed break the iTunes, so I can't put a YouTube link directly into the the podcast feed. But um, 
we'll try to get we'll try to put this in the show notes somehow. But either way, uh, what did you guys think of how it looked? It looked great, but it well the visually it looks great. Like the, I noticed some lighting and shadowing that was really impressive. Um, but it looks kind of boring gameplay wise so far. But I mean the gameplay it was like a really short demo, but it looked like nothing too impressive outside of visuals. Like the character models look really good too. Like I, I had to go back and take a second look at it to really kind of like start seeing all the little details that were in there that you, you couldn't get out of this gen. But I don't know. I'm I'm gonna sit and wait about this game. Well, I guess one of the biggest thing about the about the visuals is not necessarily even about the game. Like I'm not even excited about the game. Uh, but what this shows is like for consoles to run visuals like this uh, they would need to at least come in with top of the line PC graphics right now you know so if this is what they're targeting for next gen consoles well, I can almost guarantee it both Microsoft and Sony because you know there's been talk that the new Xbox is going to be underpowered or the new PS3 is going to be or new, the new Playstation is going to be underpowered and this kind of shows that no it's not going to be underpowered because this is what they're actually targeting with these games you know yeah. So uh, that's that's kind of what I I got. That's the part of the demo that I appreciated. The game itself, eh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm not too excited about it. Not yet. Yeah, it was, looks like a, it looks like an Uncharted, kind of grittier Uncharted set in Star Wars universe. Like that's kind of the vibe yeah. that I got from it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I'm just more excited about what it means for actual the next the next generation. Yeah. Um, so that makes you. What it, the visual quality of that just made me wonder what Quantic Dream might be up to for well that we gotta get through Beyond Two Souls but like yeah. what they might do next gen. But that's actually funny that we're seeing visuals from a game we don't even really want to talk about that game, but we're start thinking thinking about well if that has that graphics I wonder what Valve is doing you know like <laughs> I wonder what somebody else is doing. That's eh, kind of bad. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, but it's they kind of drop you in the middle of like just the gameplay section. Action is easier to sell. You know, you can't know much. It's nothing from anything that's established in Star Wars. They've said very clearly that they don't want it to involve Jedi or anything at all. So you're not going to be seeing any lightsabers and there's not going to be any Jedi. Um, it's very much about like the more, I guess, human side of Star Wars. So it, it's going to be kind of like a hard sell in that respect, I guess. But it's really not too too bad, uh, at least not yet. Like you know, I, I, it's unimpressive. But I mean, I think that that also goes with E three being the way that it's been this year. Like it, if it was maybe by itself, it may be more of like oh, that's kind of cool. But on top of the shooting, 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 blood, you know, shooting, 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 explosion, 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 shooter, 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 like E three that we've gotten this year, it's pretty easy to be underwhelmed. I think. Is it sad that Tomb Raider was really like one of the coolest things I feel like I saw? Because it wasn't. Uh, I mean, we're it's not going to talk shoot. about that right now. I don't want to talk about that yet because <laughs> I have a lot of things to say about Tomb Raider, and and not as many of them are as, as good as I would like them to be. Mm, okay. Yeah. Hey, we'll do a plus after. How does that sound? Let's, let's okay. Do we'll do that. that we'll do that. We'll do. We'll do a plus right after. Okay. It's agreed. But for now, we're going to move on to our next topic. Which um, I think I can be an analyst. What do you think? Because right after the Nintendo conference, I asked, did the stock start dropping yet? 
Right, Rob? That was me. Hey, and I said, I bet you there already are. So. <laughs> <laughs> and when you know it. Yep, there it is. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, they're watching. They got it. They have to be watching. They have to be watching reaction. They have to be watching to see what's going on. And I, and as soon as that, like, even before, even before it was over, you could tell. Oh so. yeah, like. Oh, yeah. So basically, Nintendo stocks dropped 1.8 percent on Wednesday, the day after, and this is in Tokyo. Uh, the day after their press conference, which just. I don't know, man. You could just hear hearts breaking. Like, <laughs> they, I don't know who they've had organized their conference the last two years, but they are so fired. Yeah. Dude, like, they... If they going to be fired. They should have been fired last year. Although last year wasn't as bad in, in a lot of respects. Last year, I think the 3DS showing, like, they came out with a killer That's 3DS the only showing. That's why they worked out. Was the yeah. 3DS, but, they came out yeah. with a killer 3DS showing last year. Uh, well, this year, not so much. Not so much. Was, wasn't last year the Zelda thing, too? Like, they were just like, Zelda, 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 Zelda? No, yeah, there was a lot of Zelda, but, I mean, like, it, was, it wasn't the only thing they showed. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, it was, I, that's it was the less, only thing I remember from less, last year's. Last year was less desperate than this year. This year kind of seemed like a a desperate year as far as needing to show something because like Wii U, like, okay, you made the announcement and it was underwhelming, you know, like now this year, like you have the stage pretty much to yourself, like show off all the awesome. And they failed. They failed at that big time. Like, I mean, I don't want to talk about too much. We talked about on the, the E3 podcast, but I just, they dropped the ball. I just say, why would you show? Oh, sorry. No, I'm just saying investors responded to it. I mean, like, obviously, so. Yeah, the, they really needed to come out big this year. They needed to come out like, bam, Wii U, bam, next-gen games, bam, fuck you guys, and they didn't do it, no. Yeah, it's more like, here's our thing. Like, Reggie needed to come out, like, play a fucking, you know, guitar solo, bite the head off of a bat, break the fucking guitar on stage, pull down his pants, and just poop on it, and fucking walk off like he needed to like they just needed to lose their minds and they didn't they didn't even try like <laughs> they're like no here's the wii u and here's Hi guys, the controller here's nintendo land oh here's oh, nintendo land please don't oh, talk about nintendo land and here's please nintendo land for another 20 minutes uh, nintendo land nintendo land nintendo land and if i never hear anything about nintendo land again i'll be happy as hell I was I was just getting frustrated listening to it, dude. Just of that conference, just watch the very opening part of Pikmin three, and then just stop. Imagine just having stop. real money in the company, and that, and I, there you go. There, there, you, there's your assessment for how investors felt about it. So, how much did it drop? One point eight percent, and that's fifteen percent down since the beginning of the year. Mm. Yep. So, like, they really, they just, they. Failed to impress, and they really needed to impress this year. Like, that's they, what, I mean, so I, you would thought yeah, they, you would thought they would have learned from last year. Just yeah, but do you well, think Microsoft that- didn't learn from last year? So I don't expect anybody to learn from last year. But even if you just accidentally showed a fucking Zelda game, you would have been okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you show an HD Zelda, and like, oh, stocks just. I'm, I'm not even kidding though. They do. They show a Zelda game like every year, and t- and this year just conspicuously like Zelda's absent. Not yeah, even. On- they, held, they held back on everything though, and it almost makes me wonder if they're not holding back on the big name titles because they know next year they've got to compete with the, you know, they got to compete with the the Orbis and the Durango. 
So this year they have a very underwhelming conference, but they know that there's no competition. So ultimately, for for, for as as weak as they were, it doesn't matter because they're still the only people with a next-gen console coming out this year. I okay, gotta my- disagree, though. This is the year you're impressed because now you this uh, this Christmas you can sell your units ahead of the the other ones even coming out. But they like, figure they're but they figure they're going to sell anyway because there's nothing to compete with them. No, yes, there no. it is. The oh. Xbox 360 and the PS3. But this, this, play, this plays Mass right. Effect Three, and this plays uh, uh, what was the other game they showed for it that was uh, next gen, current gen as well. Dark Siders yeah. Two. I mean, this plays all those games. So yeah. that was they're competing with the Xbox and the. See, but- you know, and you might be right. Maybe you're, maybe you're right on that. But they're wrong. They're wrong because they're very much are still competing, and they I had bet, to show something. I bet that he's right about them holding back. But then why didn't I know they had like an hour 3ds thing or whatever afterward? But then why not try to bolster the 3ds more? Bolster anything? Fuck any fucking thing. Seriously, I Reggie should on stage and juggled. Like I don't care. Like bolster it with something because that shit was boring after a while. Like it was. It was it wasn't worse than Microsoft, but it was pretty goddamn close, and that's bad. You know, yeah. like, I, if it, all I gotta say is, if they really are holding back for next year, they better come out with the most amazing goddamn E3 conferences I've seen in the last ten years. Not even kidding. Maybe they're just lowering the bar so that even if next year, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not oh comparing God. it to what they did last year. You're comparing it to the best thing that happened last year. I don't know. Well, the thing is, like, they needed to come out strong this year. Simply for their stockholders. That's simply true. for simply they're, for the market. Yeah, they have been bleeding money too. They have been uh, simply for the market because you know the market is losing confidence in them, and this did not help. And on top of that, like you know, I know that they're the only console coming out right now, but they still have to compete with the 360 and the PS3. The thing is, like those games that they showed, people already have them. So they basically have the job of trying to convince people to buy something they've already bought. You know? Yeah. Not, I mean, you're not, still using the we you're still using the Wii Remote, you're still using the nunchucks for most of the games, like you're still mm-hmm. using the balance board, you still got you showed us We Fit You, like it's the same goddamn game, like yeah, mm-hmm. you're selling the same system to people and you're selling it to the wrong people. You're selling it to the wrong crowd. And on top of that, like these game like, you know, like okay, so somebody's gonna be for the price that we think that the the uh, the Wii is gonna come out because it's definitely gonna be above three hundred. It's gonna be rumored at least for, be three hundred. It's at least rumored to be four hundred bucks. It's rumored to be four hundred bucks. It's it's gonna be at least three hundred dollars. But people can get an Xbox three sixty, you know, for you know, let's say two hundred bucks or you only have to look hard to find one for a hundred. Exactly, and on top more. of that, those games that you're gonna be selling. Dude, they're gonna they're like greatest hits by the time that comes out. Arkham City, yep. are you serious? Like they're gonna be and on top of that, not only are they gonna be able to get those games, they have access to a much larger library of good games. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it, it, like they they've magnified the problem that you usually have when you have a new console anyway. Like when you have a new console, you have like maybe like a couple of games that. You, you, but like all of the real games you play, especially if you're lacking backwards compatibility, and really, what the fuck is there to play on the Wii that nobody's played a bajillion times already? Exactly, it'd be different um, if you had a PS3. But yeah, yeah like the you, only it, thing, the only thing I could think that'd be really cool that the Wii you could do that would like shock me is they'd put like a DS player on it, so you could like top screen's the TV, bottom screen is the Ooh, uh, be touchpad. That would be annoying. Meh, I'd use it. <laughs> that would be. I'm like, just thinking because uh, the world ends with you. Because that game required 
lots of eye shifting anyway. But anyways. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, the, it's not really surprising to see that the stock dropped, basically. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, really, like, um, CVG, not that they're the, the most wonderful site in the universe, um, but they had, there was a three-minute video that cut out all the boring parts. I'm not saying they cut out three minutes of boring stuff. I'm saying that out of the hour and a half, quote-unquote, because it's actually only like an hour and ten minutes, but out of the hour and hour and a half, three minutes weren't boring. Wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Was most of it Pikmin? Uh, it was probably Pikmin, uh, Super Mario U, and I'm, I'm, and the and the one for 3DS. I'm, I'm sure that was about it because that's what they opened with, and that was that was the most impressive stuff they did. They started strong. I think all the conferences started decent, and then it just went downhill after that. Yeah, but well, I mean, no, no, no. EA did Battlefield Premium to start. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they even did Dead Space Three. My bad. Correction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They did Dead Space so fast. I didn't even. I didn't even realize the fuck I saw. So, <laughs> so I mean, everybody kind of opened with something. I mean, like even Microsoft like came out and opened with a game. They kind of forgot what the fuck games were like ten minutes in. But you know, at least they opened with a couple. <laughs> yeah, they they so, thought they were at CES. For yeah, a while apparently. Yeah, but, but Nintendo, you really. They dropped the ball this year, and I really wouldn't have thought they would have dropped the ball again simply for the fact that they knew they'd have to come out strong, and they just they didn't. It's like they, it's like they're they're depressed, and they just want somebody to slit their throat. Like <laughs> it was so it was so depressing, dude. It was so yeah, they depressing. want somebody to be their second, but I mean, I think that just shows that E three in general is weird this year in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it definitely was. Actually, that's gonna take us into our next topic actually our final topic uh regarding the press conferences themselves and it's it's an article from rock paper shotgun and entitled the article is e3 press conference or press events don't represent the gaming i know and actually rob you want to get into because you're the one who found the article first i found it on your twitter feed okay um basically uh that's John Walker. He, I don't think he's actually at E3 this year. Um, the other guys from Rock, Paper, Shotgun are. But, I mean, you can, anybody can sit at home and watch the live feeds. That's what we did. None of us were at E3 this year. Uh, but basically, he was saying that he just watched reactions. He watched reactions of people like watching the conferences on Twitter, and he watched them themselves. And it was basically just like a lot of cynicism. Um, there, there wasn't a whole lot of anything that was new shown. There's, you know, it was very stagnant. Everything was kind of, it was, it was very much samey, you know, like, like we've said, shooter, 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 sports, sports, sports. Like that's, that's kind of what it boiled down to. Um, and he basically said that it's like here, it's like, in fact, what he says is, uh, it's in large part to our being at, at the final vigil behind, beside the deathbeds of the current generation of consoles. Uh, with everybody pretty much certain that both the PS4 and the Xbox 3 uh, uh, will be out for Christmas you know, 2013, it's obviously too early to make significant announcements about them. So, and, and, I, and watching it, I mean, like me and Jerry, we talked about this a little bit, but like, I think it's, I think it's fairly true that just watching what was going on, like especially early on before you got to like Sony or anybody, and even with them, that everybody was... Here's another shooter, you know. Here's the DLC that we're gonna have exclusive for our console. Here's sports games. 
like it was very much just samey 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 after a after a large part um he basically but basically his main point is that watching those press conferences and all the sameness and all the cynicism that goes around those like and seeing the just ridiculous amount of shooters and things of that nature don't reflect gaming as it really actually is um there there were some interesting things but for the most part that like year round the industry puts out stuff that you know shows that the that the industry has more going on you know that there's uh there's more than just DLC. There's more, you know, there's more interesting games. There's more genres. There's more everything than what you see in those press conferences. Um, and also the fact that the, the idea, the, the, the myth that's being still being perpetrated that there's any one console that's like the console anymore. Like the, the myth that anybody is really like a one system person anymore that, you know, people don't have multiple platforms um, you know, PC doesn't even have life cycles anymore. PC is just constantly going. Uh, there's, you know, just, you know, talking about, you know, Microsoft talking about smart glass as if like it's the first time you could ever do anything on your TV with a smartphone. And he was like, oh, that's weird because I'm pretty sure I was using unified remote on my Android to control Windows on my TV. So it's like, you know, it's it's like kind of perpetrating a myth. And it was also like, you know, the de- it's also a death knell of this generation. So it just doesn't reflect gaming as a whole. It's easy to sit there and watch those press conferences and, and be like, oh, Jesus, that's it. But it's not the reality of what, we, what we're actually going to see, you know, in the coming year. And, and the reality of what gaming is at all anymore. Um, personally, I just think that like, I think that E3 press conferences used to reflect the industry. I think there used to be that partisan, you know, very much like I'm in this camp, I'm in Sony's camp, I'm in Microsoft's camp, I'm in Nintendo's camp, and like that's it. And like slowly over the years, those walls have just dissolved. I I, I think. Yeah, well, that's I think that's that's pretty true. Um, and one thing that. I don't know, it seems that they, they went they stopped focusing they started focusing less or stopped focusing on you know, making games for gamers and then trying to they now they focus on trying to make games for people who don't play games so they can try to make money off of the, off of those people. It see it feels like their goal is to bring more people into gaming that weren't gaming before to bring to get more money pretty much. That's what it feels like to me. Who who are these conferences targeted at? Because well, E3, first of all, oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll, when I was gonna say, like E3 used to be a, a a a professional conference. Like the whole point was, you know, for the developers to present. Like this is what we're working on for for the industry. And at some point, it became a show for the fans. I mean, it was broadcast on Spike. And, and, and I would so, see that's but that's what happened. Though. Like it became too much of a. Um, it became too much of like a just a, a an event more than it became about the industry to yeah. the point where they actually tried to shut down E3 into just a a literally like an industry only event and that failed miserably because they just I guess it just didn't do enough for them but 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 watching this though it felt like some bastard hybrid that served no master I mean I, but it, I hate... but it was though I mean yeah, like but... what's E3 been since then like it's it's kind of like after they tried to do that and then they were like oh well we'll open it back but, up to the public kind of it's but, been that bastardized version ever since but, 
you know, and I, I think too part of the problem is that you had you had shows like Pax that came in to fill that void, and they showed like this is how you do a show for the fans. This is how you do a show for the people that love gaming and and, and the consumers that will be buying the product. And this is not it. And in, I think because we know how awesome those shows are, we see just how how corporate this is. I mean, yeah, okay, it was fun that you had Aisha Todd out there, but I mean, as much as like Microsoft show was sort of like, or I'm sorry, there was a that was Ubisoft, but as as far as like that was like you know like a spectacle with her and Florida and everything. It, it you could still feel like every time that she like she stopped she actually went back into the script. It felt like a corporate presentation. Like okay, oh, no, I'm here. I'm, here's my PowerPoint presentation, well, and yeah, let me you know tell you these was, are the selling points. It was miles and leagues and worlds better than Mr. Caffeine. But yes, I mean that is the that is the general point. That's all the press conferences really have ever been. I think that now. The, the the man behind like in a sense like the man behind the curtains gotten revealed in, in like the past few years because like you said like PAX came along and it became like the show for the fans like if you want to be like a fan going to a video game thing you go to PAX E3 is just kind of like the spectacle but it's not really like where you go for real games I think GDC has replaced the E3 as far as industry goes and I think the PAX is replaced as far as fans go where is E3 left then no, no, no. See, yeah. the thing about E3, E3 has always been and still is a trade show. E3 is for developers and publishers to meet up and convince buyers to buy stuff. This landscape is changing more because of digital distribution, but it's it, it that is still primarily what it's for. You know, like when I went, like when I went to E3, and you try to talk to some of these people. They kind of look at you sideways when you're not there to really talk shop or business with them, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, I can see that from like a ground level uh, perspective. Like I, I've heard a lot about like, you know, that like as much as E3 seems kind of a, it's not irrelevant because it still has a lot of relevance as far as being able to like connect with other people in the industry and talk with people and, and, and meet your peers and things like that. So like it's still very relevant in that respect. But as far as like press conferences what you actually see i mean like you there's a lot of stuff that happens at the booths and stuff that you don't get to see necessarily well, the, I think press the, conferences the, the press conferences are the things that are that have become yeah, more of a problem. spectacle yeah. they like the press conferences are more of a spectacle because they know that joe blow call of duty guy is going to be watching that you know what i'm and saying he is because they were some of them were sitting in the fucking crowd whooping when somebody was getting shot you know like they they're there they're not wrong, but I think that on the whole that everyone else is weary of that. But, you know, they don't care because, you know, Joe Blow Call of Duty is who fills most of their coffers when it comes to November time when they sell generic shooter number 13 or whatever. Yeah, but that's the thing, like, yeah, that's, they, I think the press conferences are the, the parts that they, they really focus on consumer. Whereas the rest of the show is still very much a trade oh, yeah, show. It's, it's still very much about the games. So, it's not for the people. So, so fundamentally, though, the sh- I guess the show, the press conferences. When I'm watching this, should I be? I'm in the mindset of I'm a GameStop buyer, like not or like you know the person who buys games for GameStop. Like this is th- that's who this is targeted at. I'm the guy that's going to be stocking the shelves, you know, and, and I guess telling them what used games they're going to be no, selling. I, it's no, targeted the at the it's targeted at the lowest common denominator, uh, you know, game fan cat like you know casual game fan who likes quote unquote hardcore games. Like that's what that's that's what it's really about. That's why you see so many sex like there's so very little as far as 
tension or or real horror or anything like that. It, it, for example, like I mean, Resident Evil Six. Chris Redfield is supposed to have you know more horror oriented sections. I mean, like I'm not saying it's going to be survival horror, but it says a lot that they chose to show Leon's instead, which is all action. You know, yeah. like action is easier to sell. Like I like it's something I heard a lot. You see so many gameplay sections that were like that at E3 during their then their demonstrations that were live streamed and all that stuff. Yeah, action is I, a lot. Dead Space. I mean, how much real horror was in Dead Space Three? It's still gonna have it, but where was it? You know, right. action is easier to sell. Right. Well, plus horror, you don't want to. I mean, they can show a scene of horror and they would be okay, but they don't. Maybe because of so little horror that's probably gonna be in Resident Evil, they didn't want to like show something that could actually have been truly like scary or something like I that. I think that's bullshit because I think that we're at the point where even with movies and stuff that like we're they have no qualms with like showing you as much of the uh, almost everything you know through different trailers and clips and things like that that you could pretty much put the whole thing together on your own if you really wanted to. Like they they show as much as possible anymore. Like all at the same time, but they show as much as possible. I don't think they're afraid of showing their horror sections in Resident Evil. Well, yeah, I don't think they're afraid of showing the horror section. But like, I, the art, I read an article on uh, Penny Arcade that said, you know, it's, it's hard to sell horror in a thirty-minute showing. Well, that's what right. they said. I don't necessarily believe it because in Dead Space Two, that part with the fucking needle and the eye. Scared yeah. the shit out of me. Right, and it'd take thirty minutes for that to happen. See, <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that's hard to sell in thirty minutes to the people they're trying to sell to, which we've already established who yeah, that is. Exactly. And it's not us. It's not us. It's not you know other industry professionals. It's random consumer guy. Yeah, exactly. That's the E three is not for the people. The press conferences are the, the most the front facing part of E three. You know, so of course those are going to be over the top. So I, uh, I don't know. Like it's just E three still it's 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 doing it does what it does. And it's always been, you know, I guess serving its purpose. But yeah, he, he, I think the author is absolutely right. It doesn't reflect gaming as it actually is. It reflects what you know what the uh, I guess you could say the industry's goals are, or at least the bigger publishers. Uh, yeah, when here. the bigger publishers, I think it's what they it reflects what they would like for it to be like. Yeah, exactly. It it reflects what they desire, pretty much. Like they want to pull your mom and and you know get her money. You know, they right. Want they your want your mom game. to play Nintendo Land. They want them to get smart glass. They want them to you know they want your brother to be watching ESPN on Xbox Live. Like yeah, I mean that's that is the the world as they would like you to you know for it to be. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, we're gonna gonna wrap up with the news on that section. Let's talk about what's coming out next week. A uh, couple things. Uh, one lollipop chainsaw, which yay. Yes. Yeah. Well, you guys, let me know how that is. I'm not convinced yet. I'm not convinced yet. Nothing. I'm I don't think it's, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's pseudo fifty. It's uh, pseudo fifty one, right? Yeah, it is. Like, I, yeah. See, I don't. I don't. I don't cling to that man as like, oh man, he's my savior. Like it'll be okay because it's his game. I cling. I. I really only have been like that game looks good. Well, I'm iffy about it only because. Like, I know it's looking really good and all that, but after Shadow of the Damned, I have to take maybe, like, a 
step back and maybe a little bit careful. See, some people love the shit out of that game. People are like, I, I didn't like that. it. Yeah, I, I didn't play it at all. I thought it was kind of weird, but some well, people that's pseudo fifty-one. It. It's always weird. Yes, true. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> other games. Yeah, are there other any games. other games? Uh, yes, so Ghost Recon comes out for PC, and that's, I pray to God they fix or it doesn't have the same problems that console did. Um, cause the multiplayer is really good. That's why I, uh, I pre, I uh, pre-ordered on steam. Actually has two reasons. One mm-hmm. TF2 items Two, I, uh, the multiplayer I played, you know, during the single player, well, not sorry, not the single player, but during the, when I was doing it on the Xbox 360, the multiplayer was good, but I just don't play, you know, multiplayer on the Xbox 360. Then I got to deal with 13 year olds who don't know how to flank. So and want to talk shit the whole time when they don't know how to do it. Exactly. So yeah, that's kind of for PC Metal Gear Solid HD Collection for the Vita, Dirt Showdown. Is uh Crater still coming out? Crater is still coming out. Okay. So and you know what? I've had the beta for that game, and I just haven't had a chance to play a whole lot of it. What I did play, I, I actually liked. It's uh, it is pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I just haven't had a chance. And uh, there's a game called Zombie Run coming out for Android if you really care. And then there's Gravity <laughs> Rush for... Uh, yeah, Gravity Rush. I, did did you play the one. demo for that? I played the demo for it. I haven't... I, dude, Katie monopolizes our, PS, our PlayStation Vita. I'm going to have to get the Assassin's Creed bundle to, get, to be able to play me. <laughs> to be able to play a Vita. Uh, I can't uh, wait to get a Vita. I want a Vita so bad. And a 3DS. <laughs> I played the Gravity Rush demo. Oh, was it? It was uh, it was pretty good. I actually thought it was more of a puzzle type game. I mean, mm. there are those aspects to it, but there's definitely a lot of combat. Yeah, definitely a lot of combat, and it's kind of cool because you know you you know you can press you press one button that will you know will take you into low gravity, mm. and then you can use the camera to control what direction you want to. Uh, gravity to move in so you can literally set gravity on any surface hmm. which hmm. is pretty interesting and then you hit you fight like that like you the way you fight is uh you can uh, put yourself in low gravity and then use the camera to target an enemy and then you you know you press like uh the, the kick button and you'll increase gravity as you're kicking and so the farther you go or the, the longer the distance the more powerful your kick is so it's it's pretty interesting, and the bosses, of course, like the, you, you fight a boss in the demo, and he has this glowing orb underneath him, and so once you hit him enough in the glowing orb, he uh, puts these things up, like these, I guess, these tentacles that spin. So now you have to hit him from like specific, very specific angles, because if you try to, if you come in at the wrong time, you'll just get hit, right. and if not, you know, you can actually hit him, but you got to watch out how you do it. So it was pretty interesting. Got a cat in it, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you got, got that. got a cat in it. Okay, got, so that's. You got that to look forward to. You know? Is that oh, your you selling point? That it has a it. cat yeah. in it. You got me now. I'm sorry. It has a cat, yeah. Don't know, I don't even know why you told me the rest of that crap. It's got a cat in it. Oh, is that a cat? Oh, it sold. Yeah. <laughs> so. Works for the internet. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's going to that's gonna end our show. Uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud. You might be listening on SoundCloud right now, but it is soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, which is working now. So sorry about that for those who, uh, you know, was having a problem with iTunes. 
And uh, you can also catch us on Stitcher Smart Radio for your uh, Android or iOS device, iPad, whatever you like to, you know, use. Uh, you can also, actually, we do have a YouTube channel, so you can, you know, catch us on YouTube and uh, on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash mash those buttons. And then there's twitter.com slash MTB site. And then, of course, it's always mash those So with all these different ways to contact us, leave a damn comment. Yeah. That's your assignment for this week. <laughs> Leave a damn comment. It's not hard. A little, little, little bit salty about not getting enough comments. I know. Maybe, like, I don't know. Somebody might just leave someone says, damn comment. I'll be like, oh, touche, sir. Touche. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to wrap us up here. If, uh, yeah, if you guys need anything, just give us a call. <laughs> I don't know. If you need anything, go to your damn comment. Yeah. <laughs> if you need anything, like, hey, could you give me some brown sugar and a glass? You know, yeah, you know, I don't know why I just said that, but we're here for you. Yeah, I don't know I was like, and and what, what's our number that we can be reached at? So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I just want some love, man. Look, if you're gonna, you can put yourself out personally if you want. Jared's just looking for a hug, guys. He, I just need yeah. a hug. Looking you know. for ten, ten bucks or just a hug. Free yeah. hugs right there, Jarrett. There you so go. on that note, we are gonna get out of here. We will catch you guys later. Bye. Have a good weekend. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a call. Give us a call, man. I was like, for what? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I need my mo. I need my lawn, man. (laughs) I need to play some Call of Duty. Could you mow my lawn for me? Yeah. I need a co-op partner. Yeah. (laughs) Dead Space Three with me when it comes out. You, you okay? You game for that? I don't know, man. I just, I was just reaching like, yo. What yeah, the I fuck? guess you were. You like, just leave a damn comment. Call me. <laughs> Something. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's gonna be good. <laughs> yep. Uh. Okay.